The 100% Wild Podcast is brought to you by Onyx Hunt, the nation's number one GPS hunting app. Download today in the Google Play and App Store. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Onyx Hunt. Boom. Shirt that Matt's wearing right now. <laughs> Great timing. I not planned. Perfect. Well, you just got done with a killer workout, so you had to go and rep Onyx. Dude, no, you know what? I I like I thought for sure I wasn't gonna make it back here. <laughs> like I was sitting in my truck just like your trainer's Jesus. texting me. Yeah. Uh Matt perished in his workout. Yeah. You know what though? This is uh my workout today. I was wearing something. I'm gonna segue, I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. We won't introduce the guest just yet, but mm-hmm. so wearing a new ring today in my workout that I just got a couple weeks ago from Groove Rings. It's pretty awesome. Oh. Zeus. Wow, it sounds per- tough. I, it's tougher than I am. Does it I'll make tell you, you lift more? <laughs> no. More <laughs> <laughs> squats. Maybe it made me feel like I could, and that was the problem. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, my mom put this, like, my dad was union carpenter his whole life, and we got, like, bumper stickers, and she put one on my tricycle and told me I'd go faster with it on there. Did you? A straight up lie. Well, it was the first of many, she told you. <laughs> <laughs> You're a great kid, Tim. We love you. You're a favorite. Yeah. You're great. You're great looking. <laughs> Anybody. Now you're taking it too far. That's hurting. <laughs> so, so what's new? What's happening? Uh, I'm shooting the bow a little bit. Are you? New string on the bow. Good. Craig Stanky from PSE he came in here. Set us up. Yeah. Yep. The, the string was, pro- I think it was three years old and I, I shoot a fair amount, which is, and, and it was time. Yeah. And, and with that, you get that string, it, it kind of almost, it, it expands a little bit, right? It uh-huh. loosens or, I don't know the right term. Stretch. Stretch. Yeah. Stretch. Is so, what I'm so I, I bumped the bow up to 70 pounds. Ooh. <laughs> you know, look, biceps. You sure shouldn't bump it down. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pull it back. I have to have help pulling it back. You but once I get it back, ring. I'm deadly. <laughs> That's right. You know, I've, I've never shot 70, but, uh, but I can. Yeah. And those evolved cam systems are so efficient that once you get back, you're, it, you're holding seven, right? Mm-hmm. Seven, pulling 70, holding seven or so, whatever the case so, is. Yeah. So it, it's really, it's really not bad. I'm just curious. It really flattens out my trajectory. I'm really curious what it does on penetration. Well, well I'll tell you this much. If you ever have to let down, <laughs> that's where it gets you're, you're going to feel like your shoulders ripping out of your mm-hmm. socket. I mean, cause that it's great. Like you get that cam system, you pull back and you're, it is not moving. I mean, that, I experienced it in the tree last year yep. holding on gnarly and it's, it, you're good to go. But if you do have to let down, like say you're just pulling back in the studio here, just to kind of get a feel for the bow drawn down. It, it, it is it's aggressive. It's like, Ooh, <laughs> like, it, yeah. You're like, is it going to go? Is it going to go? Then you just, boom. you realize how little you're you're holding back yeah and so so i so we'll see but i but i am i am seeing that my my site i'm shooting the single pin site so my i'm gonna have to go back through and change the yeah. tape in there yeah. But, but I love it. It really flattens things out. That's awesome. I want to hit one thing real quick before we jump into the guest today. We always do this at the end of the show, but I want to make sure everybody hears this. So DeerCast, the new version of DeerCast is now launched and we are super excited about and, and it. And really proud of it. Very proud. We it's It's been a painstaking process, a labor of love internally here. Mark and, and the editors in the studio and the graphics department have done a bang up job. I mean, mm-hmm. this thing is so slick. And, and when I talk about the editors and Mark, they, they were working on a video series 
that it lies inside a, a feature in the app called DeerCast Track. And this fall, I know you've heard us talk about it in case you haven't. Basically, there's an anatomical deer there in the app and you take this reticle and it's all interactive. You move the reticle to where you hit the deer, where you feel like you hit your deer and it'll populate video hits from our library. And Mark Terry, uh, John Engelkin, we call Tracker John, and Bobby Culbertson, who's the head guy down at Terra Wildlife down in Mississippi, those two guys, anytime that we have a questionable hit or we have they're a the question, go-to. they're our go-to. So, so my go-to, it's, it's like a pyramid. My go-to is Mark <laughs> Terry. Their go-to yeah. is tracker, John and, and Bobby. And so we played all of these hits or something like, you know, by the time things are said and done and the falls rolling, we'll probably have close to 80, 90 hits in there, mm-hmm. maybe a hundred. Yeah. And then we, we, not only do you show, we show the hit from the video angle, but we go over that specific hit. We go over quartering two, quartering away. So different angles at that pinpoint accuracy of where they hit that deer. And they tell you how long you should wait, what you likely hit. We have a 3d version of the deer. That's the, that one of the coolest kind of peels things. away the layers yeah. and show you the, the organs and, and arteries that you Skeletal may have structure yeah. inside. So, this thing, I mean, here's what I foresee happening. I And so, uh, full disclosure, so we, we moved to a pay tier. I mean, this, the app is crazy, ridiculous, expensive as far as what our input cost is to continue to innovate and just upkeep. So, but I feel like it's very affordable, right? We have three levels, still got a free level, tons of great stuff in there. We have all the articles, uh, the journals, uh, a lot of DOD TV. A day's uh, worth of deer cast. Yeah, a day and a day's worth of deer cast. That day's deer cast forecast. Mm-hmm. So you still get a little bit of what you are accustomed to. Then there's the pro level, nine ninety nine a year. You get the five day deer cast. You get um, the deer cast nows, which is our team's kills as they happen through the fall, like literally the, the kill shot and they give you the rundown of what happened. So that stuff's updated within minutes of when they kill them. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing you get is our full DVD VHS library, which is like 116 titles. And so you go to the elite level, you get all those things, but you also get the 10 day forecast, which was a huge thing that people wanted last people year. About that. And we mm-hmm. added into the algorithm this year. And you could go hour by hour on that, that stuff, which that's new this year as well. And that's, mm-hmm. that's on all tiers. And then, um, the big, two big things, deer cast track, which I covered. And then the last thing I want to hit deer cast custom, you literally can take our algorithm and you can move it and make it work for your farm, your location, wherever you're hunting, your property. And that's a big deal. Cause if anybody said last year, like, eh, you know, you said it was going to be good and it was just okay. Well, that might just be the difference of outside influences, neighboring mm-hmm. landowners, uh, dogs running through what, whatever public land hunters dealing with a little bit of a different stress than a private land. Sure. So you can make it more pessimistic or optimistic based on your actual sightings on your farm and and you've got it nailed in because in our opinion, deer move based on the same things, the same factors, deer, deer, whether, no where yeah, they are. whether, whether factors that we've included these 13 or 14 factors that we've included in the algorithm. So I just wanted to start off the show with that because we've been hitting it at the end. I want to make sure we mm-hmm. lead with it because it's a big deal going into this fall. And I think people are going to be really, really super impressed with it. And the other thing with, with DeerCast Track, I think it's going to help people make better shots ultimately because I think they're going to study 
study the anatomy of a deer and really see where the heart is in relation to yeah. the front shoulders and where the lungs are and just how, how, how far back they don't go. And you know, when you're into liver territory and, and hopefully help people make better shots in the first place, which typically results in more I, successful track I, jobs. I have a feeling we're going to get, you know, a certain amount of people that get the pro account that, d- that does not have track yeah, and, they'll custom, upgrade. and then they're going to shoot a deer and maybe they feel like, you know what? I, c- I would just love to know what these, I mean, between the four of those guys, they've tracked close to 5,000 deer. That's a lot of experience. And so you can't, you can't to have that in your pocket anywhere you go, you, you just can't duplicate that. So I have a feeling we're going to get some people upgrading, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a pro rated deal. Like you won't, it's not like you bought nine ninety nine, then, then all of a sudden you're going to buy a nineteen right. ninety nine. It's a pro rated deal. And so it, it'll be nineteen ninety nine for a year. And the best place to get that is uh, deercast.com. Yeah. So, which is so, also new. Yeah. So we've actually brought the app to your desktop, desktop or laptop computer. It's just, it's cool because we, you, you get the big screen. We uh, just became public enemy number one for every boss owner, <laughs> GM, <laughs> foreman. Like now they could screw off at work and they don't have to have their phone out. They could be doing it on the computer. hundred percent. Yep. So that's a good, that's, that's a good segue because I want to talk to the guy that we got waiting on the line. He is the inventor, the, the owner. He's the boss. Cue him up. Yeah. We got Peter Goodwin from Groove Life. Groove Peter. Rings. How about Welcome. it? How are you, man? Doing great. How are you guys? We're doing great. You know, so Peter and um, his team reached out to us about a year ago and I've been where it's, it's literally about a year ago around this time where you guys jumped into the camo uh, silicone rings. And is it, is it silicone or is it, it's a liquid injected type of a deal, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. It's a polymer based. Uh, we, have, we have different materials for different applications, but uh, yeah, the camo rings, um, we worked a deal out, an exclusive deal with Mossy Oak about a year and a half ago. And uh, it's been nothing to the moon. Thanks to people like you guys pumping it for us. Uh, it's been great. I think a lot of people love them. Well, it's easy to love. And <clears throat> so the biggest thing, like I had wore a another uh, a, a competitor's ring before. And mm-hmm. I honestly, I just didn't care for it because it was bulky. And mm-hmm. I, I felt like I was literally being strangled. My fingers were being strangled to death. Like you, once you got it on, you just couldn't move it. And I didn't care for that feeling. Yeah. And I actually stopped wearing it. And I went back to my regular wedding band. And when these guys reached out and, and I started wearing it and it was in the summer, sweating your butt off, hanging tree stands, checking trail mm-hmm. cameras, doing the food plots. And it's, it's a much different story and a different feel. And it's because there's kind of a proprietary technology these guys use and a design on the inside of the ring. Why don't you take us through that part of it? Right. So uh, my background, which we'll hopefully get into in a minute, is, is a hunting and fishing guide in Alaska. Yeah. And so uh, being in and out of the water um, in boats and whatnot and sweating, my, you know, I was wearing a silicone ring, but it made my finger pickle. So we, we had designed the little grooves on the inside. Um, we put an arch on the inside and that has kind of launched us, you know, as a differentiator in the market. And it's been to the moon. Uh, we just actually came out with our newest innovation, which is the Zeus ring, which you're wearing, Matt. And uh, it is like no other ring on the market. It's got three rings in one. Uh, so it'll be flexible, but it won't stretch. Hmm. So uh, it wears a lot more like a metal ring, but still with the safety and comfort of the silicone ring. But yeah, that's kind of how, how it all started. And uh, we kickstarted it and um, 
we'll get that, into that here in a little bit. But, yeah, that uh, that stuff fascinates me. Like we talk about, we'll get into it in a second. But to really go back and rewind the clock, you were a guide in Alaska. You grew up in Alaska, right? You were originally born there. Yeah, I was born there and raised there uh, part time throughout my whole childhood, and then moved there two days after. High school graduation, all my buddies were getting accountant degrees and lawyers. They're all going off to be professionals. And I said, see you later. I'm going to be a hunting guide and a bush pilot. And uh, that's that's what I did. And uh, it was, you know, I did that in 1999. Um, never looked back. And we um, we, we specialized. Um, I, I cut my teeth on, you know, packing meat for my uncle who had a lodge up there, moose. Um, and if you guys ever want to get anybody listening, who ever wants to get into, you know, that scene or has a young man that wants to learn how to work and, and, you know, experience, uh, just wild Alaska. Um, there's a lot of opportunity with any outfitter up there to pack meat and kind of get their, cut their teeth. But that's how I started. And we did that. Um, we, we live in Nashville now, but we moved here two years ago to, to run the business, but we did that for almost uh, 18 years. And, uh, man, I, I miss it terribly, but this is a new season. God's got us in and we're, we're enjoying it. But so what, what was the craziest thing that ever happened to you out there? Cause you guys were what, like 150 miles from the nearest paved road or some crazy right yeah i didn't even have a car there for uh, a long stretch i just had a couple airplanes sitting in front of the house (laughs) and we were uh, no roads to the house just flying back and forth need groceries hey i'm heading to anchorage um i'll be back later tonight maybe and uh (laughs) flying back and forth um yeah it was it was wild um you know, we were on, we were Southwest uh, Alaska. So kind of Katmai National Park where the bears, you know, sit on top of the waterfall and bite the, you know, the fish or eat the fish. We were between there and Anchorage. And then we, our hunting area was unit 19 and nine. So um, we had moose, caribou, doll sheep, um, and brown bear was really what I love to hunt. And um, I know I was talking to uh, Tim earlier about one of the craziest experiences that I had as a hunting guy was I had a guy from Georgia, kind of a little bit of a softy deer hunter, wanted to come up and shoot a bear and stroke his ego. And so he were on day, you know, uh, I, I won't go, I'll, I'll shorten it, but we, it took us a long time to kill, kill this bear. And uh, it was a monster bear and it was, we were 15 days in, um, my family's still in the hunting business up there. And one thing that they always, they're big on customer service. So you can stay as long as you want. It's not a 10 day hunt. You're, you're yeah. gone. It's, you know, if you can, if you can tough it out, which most people can't, cause it's an extreme hunt. There's no driving around in the Jeep, you know, and seeing animals and going, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're sleeping out under mm-hmm. a tarp, you're whatever it takes to get these bears. And they're in, in, in this time of year, they're running in, in the spring. So they're, covering masses amounts of uh, area but one of the one of the craziest stories was we we shot a bear um and the bear uh was actually very aggressive toward us and we ended up um, shooting the bear my client's uh gun had he you know a custom gun his the, all the the magazine fell out and all the bullets fell out after his first shot my gun misfired um, it was just a plethora of, of mistakes. And anyway, we injure this bear and we go in after him. It takes us three hours. We're on our hands and knees in the nastiest, worst stuff you could ever imagine. Um, and one thing, a bear, if a bear starts to backtrack on itself and, and, you know, cover its tracks and try to dodge and evade, then, you know, he knows you're there, which is the most dangerous time and, and, um, or situation. So we, we just took it really slow and it was getting dark and sleeting on us. And it was about 35 degrees and which is 
that, you know, for hypothermia, that is one of the worst, mm. you know, scenarios you can have is, is being wet and just above freezing. So we come up on this hill and this bear, I knew if this bear attacked us, he would be on top of this, these little ridges we were going up and down along the mountain. And sure enough, uh, we come up on a ridge and I look across about 30 yards away, maybe like 20 yards really. And all I see is ears and he's, they're sticking up right out of the grass. And he's, you know, he's sitting like this ready on top he's ready for us to go down and he's he's making his move hey you can't blame him we're trying to attack him he's attacking us the game's on i say there he is you know and we pull up and shoot and it's you know pretty much dark so all we see is the blast of the gun Mm. (laughs) we're completely blinded we have no idea if he's coming you know we're disoriented with the with the blast of the gun and it's silence well um, again, long story short, we, we, we did not, we never, we didn't hear about, you know, we couldn't hear anything rolling around, no roaring, nothing. So we took about another 30 minutes and finally found him by the time he was so big, he was 10 plus pounds or feet from uh, tail to nose. He was over 1500 pounds. Wow. I couldn't physically move him to, uh, to field dress him and, and harvest his, his pelt. And so we went, we had to tie and use pulleys and all sorts of crazy things. And we're, we're, we're about 18 miles from main camp and about four miles from our spike camp, you know? Mm. So we ended up having, you know, I, I made the call. We were soaking wet. It's three in the morning. I said, Hey, there's no way I can put this bear hide on my back, which weighs about 175 pounds and hike four miles to the ocean, which we, where pickup was. So I said, Hey, we got, we got it you know, we got to sleep in this thing. And my client, you know, he's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm full body shivering at this point. I'm first stage of hypothermia. He's getting there. And so, yeah, we pulled the skin over, got it, you know, underneath the bear and slept there for the night. It was not what you think, you know, like I'm going to roll up in a bear skin and it's going to be comfortable and warm. It was not that at all. <laughs> oh, well, no, I picture so, that yeah. scene out of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, <so> on time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the remnant, whatever, wasn't it? Was that revenant or uh, with uh, Leo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, probably more accurate so, description yeah. than Star Wars. So, so that's one of, you know, we, we, you know, Alaska, I'll, I'll be honest, I just want to put a plug in for Alaska. I'm, I'm, I'm the ambassador for Alaska. I love Alaska. It is the. It is the essence of wild and untamed. And, you know, I live in Nashville now and everything here is I love Nashville. It's great. I try to love wherever I'm at, Mm -hmm. but it is just a different, you know, we've kind of tamed everything. And there's so many people that there's got to be so many rules. And um, in Alaska, it's, you know, I've um, you're so close to death all the time, whether you're flying through a snowstorm or animals or trip down the mountain, that it just makes you feel a different type of aliveness. And, you know, when you, I have had a lot of family members and a lot of friends die there, different things, mostly airplane wrecks. And it's, you know, it's not a, uh, I mean, it's sad, but it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like you, you're it's in war. You're kind of, are you living life to the fullest? And those things happen. And I don't know, you, you don't, you hold life with a little bit, less of a grip on it and more of like let's go for the experience i don't know it's uh, that's my plug for alaska if you guys ever want to live life let's go with me to alaska let's go well the closest thing i've been to is a cruise through alaska and we only went as far (laughs) north to to anchorage and it was a much different yeah yeah this i've been three times we just we just got back a week ago and it's a much different experience than what you're talking about though (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, I, awesome. I love I love the thought of Alaska. It's beautiful. And, and, and it's I love, absolutely gorgeous. Like I watch all the mountain man shows and I think, man, I, if I could just talk my wife into that. But the one thing that gets between me and doing it are the mosquitoes. Oh, come on, Tim. Every every show that you see where they're they're doing something that's in the summertime, the mosquitoes are just thick. Like you're breathing well, if, them in. If you if you want that experience, just come with me to the my river farm <laughs> yeah. that just finally got <laughs> out from underneath eleven feet of water because I have a feeling it's going to be very similar. It's just a hotbed for them. Yeah, sure. exactly. Well, I've never heard about, I've never seen that though. Is it really that bad? Mosquitoes up there? I don't, you know, it's, it's, uh, you don't really notice it. You, you know, and you just put your man pants on and go, you know. Come on, it's, Tim, man up. <laughs> I have man shorts. I don't he's have got, full pants. He's got morts. <laughs> man <Bow> shorts. <laughs> yeah, bow hunting, you know, bow hunting in, uh, in September or like we have a velvet season here in, in August. I mean, it's no worse than that. Yeah. Sitting in a stand having to be quiet and flies all around. You killed a pretty nice buck last year, didn't you? In early season? Yeah, he was a really nice deer. I think he probably, uh, I don't know what he'd rate, but he had four G2s and a drop time. And, he, and the velvet is just, yeah, I've never been on a velvet hunt. That was, the, I think, Tennessee's first one. And I'll tell you what, that was that was a great experience. There were six bucks with him. And just seeing that early season there, just completely mm-hmm. unaware. And it was a great hunt. So last year was Tennessee's first velvet season, Correct. you're saying? Yeah, that's Correct. cool. That's cool. Yeah. It was I, a nice deer. I wish we would have yeah, a I don't know. season here in Missouri. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, you know, it's like we hunt them for four straight months. So do we need two more weeks? I yes. don't know. <laughs> I guess so. Yes, well, it's only, it's only two days. So I feel like it's two days and it gives them another month and a half before the season starts. That's probably but, the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Get in there. It, it's definitely a novelty hunt with the velvet. You know, we, I got a, a, um, had a really neat mount on it. Uh, but the, having the velvet mounted is is super unique and looks great. That's cool. Mm. That's cool. Well, you know, we were talking off air a little bit and I mentioned, I love the story of, of Groove because it's, it's like the classic American success story, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And you started off, you know, you're living in Alaska and I'll let you take us through it. But, but basically you kick off with a Kickstarter campaign, which, you know, is becoming more and more popular mm-hmm. as far as a way to get your business, a new business up and running and off the ground. And you guys had six, what was it? 611 people backed the project and they pledged 17, almost $18,000. And that's what kicked this thing off. And, and to see where you're at today, you know, I'll, I'll let you kind of take us through the story, but it's pretty incredible. Right. Yeah. I'll be honest, guys. I, I was um, I get bored very easily. So my my season in Alaska was May 1st through um, maybe October 15th. And then, you know, the rest of the season, you're booking trips and you're traveling, doing trade shows and whatnot. But, <clears throat> I, you know, I'm always looking for a side gig. You know, I'm, I'm like anybody. I'm hustling and trying to make a little extra money here and there. So a buddy of mine came to me. He's like, hey, I'm selling something on uh, Amazon. And I'm like, man, I'm really sorry that, you know, times are tough. And he's like, you know, I just made, you know, I just crossed over a million dollars in sales. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Blew my mind. I thought, you know, selling things on the Internet was still sort of gimmicky and kind of cheeseball and shady. Right. So but I knew this guy. And so we, you know, we um, we we I had always always had a problem with this ring, right? And I wanted to make it better. I just didn't know how. So we drew it up, kickstarted it. Um, we ended up not doing anything on Amazon. I just kind of wanted to go 
on organic and through our own site. And so we kickstarted it. 18,000 sounds like a lot of money. And I think our molds cost was around 30. So we were, yeah. we, you know, it was, um, there was no small investment, but, um, we just felt like that proved the concept in the marketplace. And now we, we moved to Tennessee, uh, two years ago, uh, I'm sorry, just over a year and a half ago, we had six employees. We have 110 employees now, mm. and wow. it is, um, it's exploded, grown exponentially, a lot to do with, um, you know, like I said, partnerships with you guys and partnerships with Mossy Oak and Cryptech and Spartan Race and, you know, Rich Froning, we just did a big deal with him. Yeah. Um, he collectors. Awesome so, yeah, I mean... You know, as far as your listeners are concerned, I, my encouragement to them is, hey, you know, I never even finished college. I've always just been whatever I'm, you know, passionate about. I try to, you know, find what people match my passions with demands that people have, mm-hmm. like you guys do with entertainment, right? And you know, your your show and even your uh, dear cast. I think that's a, an amazing idea. So, you know, just being creative and then taking a step out and doing it. The Kickstarter, I can't I can't say enough about it. It's cheap to do. And it gets the word out and it shows you if there's demand for your product in the marketplace. But um, yeah, we, I'll be honest, I, I'm the CEO of Groove. Um, I have a whole executive staff now. I'm, I, I was, I didn't go to work today. I'm, you know, I'm managing more partner relations and and bigger things like that. But um, I would say um, it's, it's, it's been a humongous blessing. We have a big faith aspect of our business and we, you know, I, I was telling Tim, I don't really get, you know, wake up in the morning, you know, getting hot and heavy about selling silicone rings. Right. <laughs> but, but what I do, what I do get really excited about is people. And we, you know, our motto and our mission statement is um, we're serving people through our products, inspiring people through our adventures and uh, reflecting God in both attempting to, uh, because I feel like, you know, uh, if people are involved in business, that is what business is. And I believe, you know, my worldview is uh, God loves people and uh, he's done amazing things in my life and my family's life. And I want to be able to share those with other people, not just our employees, but our customers and get the word out. Right. So, um, but yeah, uh, Groove has grown exponentially. It's allowed us to do a lot of the adventure stuff that, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk about in a little bit, but hunting is a big part of that. And uh, we are Big time hunters and fishers, and we do not shy away from that. We get a lot of hate for it, as you guys probably do, um, but it is who we are, so we love it. That's what I love because you- there there aren't enough you know CEOs that that will say, "Hey, this is who I am. I hunt. And I love it." Yeah, and embrace it enough to have a whole product line based around it. <laughs> well, and and even today, it's interesting because you mentioned your your Christian faith is 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 that becoming a liability for you? Do you find that you have to defend that, or that that people kind of give you a side eye for it? Um, of, of course. I mean, that's you know that's what he said would happen, right? But mm-hmm. I think honestly, people are so attracted to other people that have conviction and that will not move. I mean, look at our president, right? Like you might not agree with most of what he does or says, but that sucker is, he is not backing down and you have to respect that. And that's kind of how we are. Uh, I think, I think some mm-hmm. people are like, take it or leave it. I always say, Hey, look, is a hundred percent of your customers, right? So um, 5% are going to hate you for what you believe in. You could believe in saving whales and you're going to have 5, 5% hate you. You got 5% that, you know, you're saving babies. They hate you. 5% of your customers are just going to hate you because you believe in something. 90% aren't going to care. Like they're just like, Hey, I just want to ring or I just want to watch sure. the hunting show. 
But 5%, maybe even 10, are going to be so rabid, crazy fans because you connect with them at a harder, deeper emotional level that they will be your success. And they will be your massive mouthpieces out there. So standing up for what you believe. I gave a talk in Miami recently. And uh, most of the crowd, they're all entrepreneurs. Most of them, you know, uh, you know, they're they're professing, you know, Buddhists and Hindus, and you know, they they were, you know, not where I was. And I just got up and shared my faith and told them why I'm so damn passionate about uh, winning and and in the marketplace and in my worldview on that and spreading the gospel is that. And, and they came up to me and they said, "Man, we don't believe anything you do." Like even I showed them dead bear pictures. Uh, it was awesome. <laughs> there was all blood. One guy was like, what's all that red stuff? And I was like, that's, that's blood, what's blood. inside you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they came up to me afterwards. And they were like, we don't, we like, we don't really believe anything you believe, but we're like, we're, we really respect that you are so Good. sold out on it. So I think, you know, I think there's a, a lack of men in the world that flip and stand up for something and mm. will die for it. And that that's what, uh, I don't know. I haven't been given that opportunity yet. <laughs> <I'll see>. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, there's something to be said for, for knowing what your mission is. Like, like there are things, there are things that we do. Like, you know, I, I show up every day and, and, and I'm not necessarily wild about running through databases or, or sending emails or stuff like that. <laughs> well, sometimes emails make me I'm really <laughs> excited about some emails, but overall, you know, th- this, this mission of introducing people to the outdoors. And yeah. for me, it's always been like, I think that God is the creator. He's created the outdoors. There are characteristics within the outdoors that you can understand who he is uniquely oh, through that experience. And so so that's kind of the mission that I'm on that kind of pushes you to do all this other mm. stuff that maybe isn't as fun, but you know, is, is driving that kind of your life's purpose forward. Hard to have the big picture view, you know, in a daily grind, but you got to step away from it and step back and say, Hey, mm-hmm. this big picture, you know, in our, in our, you know, our neck of the woods, it's 30 years in a business and it's, you know, entertaining at this point, millions of people and, yeah. uh, hopefully educating and informing and helping them not make the mistakes we made. And, you know, and see, totally to yeah. your point, you got five, 10% of passionate followers that will help you and they, they will, um, be your mouthpiece and kind of go to war for you. And you don't always have to do all the legwork. You know, once you've built that backing, they'll, they'll, they'll go to war for you. So I met one of our, one of our rabid fans who's an avid deer caster, Nathan at an event this past weekend. And, and he was like, I don't know, Tim, you know, I, I say stuff on deer cast. I comment on other people when they're, you know, when they're kind of being ignorant. And I was like, that's great. I love it. Cause you say things that I just, I just can't say. So, so have at it, man. But it's nice when other people share that passion and share your mission. Yeah, it is. It's very nice. So, you know, moving on a little bit, you guys start a YouTube channel and it's an adventure series. I love what you're doing. I know you were, you were just hanging out with my good buddy, Jeb, uh, uh, with some NASCAR. Burton. Yeah. With some NASCAR yeah. action. You guys went noodling. I mean, you guys are doing all kinds of cool stuff. So take us through it a little bit. Yeah. So this kind of was spawned out of my, my guiding career. So one thing I loved always about guiding was seeing people experience, you know, untamed wilderness and the beauty of creation for the first time. You know, these guys, mostly executives come back bear hunting, you know, um, and uh, they would, um, you know, they, they just, they'd never been so out of control. So I love that. I mean, I, I've been, you know, guiding and you kind of get bored with the game of guiding if there's not a bigger purpose. So when we started Groove, I was like, how do we do this? How do we inspire people for adventure? That's part of our mission statement. 
So we decided, hey, let's entertain them. I mean, um, let's let's do our let's do adventure, but let's take our subscribers with us. So that's the premise of the show. We choose one subscriber a month. Um, we they have to apply online, and we get lots of people apply, and the best story wins basically. So um, you don't even know what adventure you're going to be chosen for, um, but when we choose you, obviously you can say no. Um, so one subscriber a month, we pay all expenses paid, and we fly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we flew a guy, a, a high school um, soccer coach or PE coach to Alaska in March. Wow! To snow machine. Um, we uh, one second there. Sorry, can you see me? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, somebody called. I thought I had it on. So we took a, uh, a high school PE coach, snow machining in Alaska. Um, we took um, a guy who, uh, a former military guy, shark diving this last week. We took a uh, youth faster uh, NASCAR <laughs> racing with Jeff. So that's the whole premise is, hey, how do we, how do we, how do we inspire people? So one, another way we do that is to show them exactly how to do each one of these adventures, how much it costs, where to go, mm-hmm. what, what guides to use. We vetted everybody. Um, I mean, most everybody, uh, you know, break down the logistical challenge and say, look, we did it. It was, you know, it cost $800 and it two days of our lives, but we'll never be the same. And yeah. so that's, that's the premise of the show. It is, I'm thinking, I'll be honest with you, it is the funnest I've ever had in my life. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I, Fish out of water, man. It's awesome. Hey, when somebody asked me the other day, uh, they said, what was the, what's the greatest adventure you've ever been on in your life, you know, out of everything? And I think, and I said, you know, I think it was noodling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you guys look like you, you were having noodling. a blast, man. Oh, so this, the episode comes out, you know, in a couple of weeks in August and, uh, Hey, it is like a shark attacking you when you stick your hand in that water. They're, you're not grabbing them. They're grabbing you, and they're huge, and they have sharp teeth, and it is terrifying and exciting at the same time. So, yeah, um, we're going to be, you know, uh, we're going to be doing a deer hunting episode. We want to do turkey. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to incorporate fishing. You know, just so I'm in Nashville. People ask me all the time, take me hunting, you know, and I'm like, holly, you know, I don't really have a lot of time. There's so many people that want to get into hunting and fishing mm-hmm. and they don't know the first step. Yeah. They're two, they're men, right? So they don't want to be like, Hey, teach me yeah, how to hunt. Don't but, ask directions. Yeah. So that we just want to be, you know, we're not going to be a hunting brand, so to speak, but we want to take all these adventures and break them down. So people get off the damn couch and start living life. And yeah. that's what we're passionate about. Yeah. So Peter, just a suggestion, Matt Drury, <laughs> Rattlesnake Roundup, no, no, Texas. No. No. Yes, no. I was throwing know, it out there. I want to know how the ring held up in in that catfish catfish's mouth. <laughs> Great redirection. <laughs> Let's talk about catfish. Yeah, lifetime worth. <laughs> hey, we're doing an anaconda, and it's it's a boa. I, I guess it's a boa python, uh, Burmese python hunt in the Everglades. I'm so out. I'll cue yeah, you out. up for that one. No, nope, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Friendship's over, bro. <laughs> Everything has a limit. Yeah. Yeah. That's my limit. Snakes. <laughs> oh, They're really man. trying to get rid of those things down there because yeah. people just release them and it's a tropical environment. And so they don't die off in the winter like they would up here. Yeah. They got lots of invasives. And they're invasives. big. They're big. And they people's chihuahuas. Yeah. <laughs> Our chihuahua. people. <laughs> they could do that. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome though. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited about the channel. You guys check it out. It's just called Groove Life and um, we're excited about it for sure. Pretty slick, man. Yeah. You guys, it's it's awesome. Now, last little bit of information I want the viewers, the listeners to hear about. They literally uh, have moved into an old school 
like that's their headquarters now, right? Like you guys right. went from Alaska, a couple of employees, and now you're, you know, somewhere south of Nashville or something. Mm-hmm. You're in an old school. <laughs> Pretty cool. Right. Yeah. We, when I came here, everything uh, was kind of corporate feeling and everything. And I just, uh, that's just not who I am. So I found this old school. It was literally about to be condemned. And I convinced the owner to let me renovate it. And it's turned out to be great. So yeah, it's just part of our culture. Like I don't tell people when to come to work, when to leave work. We just, you know, I work hey I, I kind of, when I when I <laughs> when I ideas. hire somebody. Yeah, <laughs> when I hire somebody, they're either on flipping mission with me or they're not. And yeah. so we try to hire people that are on mission with us, and we go sell a bunch of rings. We're the best in the world at what we do, and that's you know that's one thing I encourage you know if anybody listening is whatever you're doing, be the dang best at it, and um, you will be rewarded in so many ways. And, and that's why I admire you guys because everything you guys do at Drury is polished and high end, and I mean you're putting out an excellent product because you stand for something. You have value. Use. And that's awesome. We appreciate that. That comes from the top. Mark and Terry yeah. are, and you'll see if we get into the DeerCast, uh, you know, that that track feature, you'll see just how much time and detail goes into mm-hmm. it's it's really amazing. Like it's a you know encyclopedia on tracking right there that t- you know masterclass. Yeah, so 100%. it's pretty cool. But uh we look forward to it. You know, Peter, you mentioned earlier the safety factor of the groove rings and Unless people have like understand the physics of a degloved finger, well, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, and and actually, it's not just that, but like, so Terry, we have a real life story here. Right? Yeah, yeah. So two, it had been two years ago now. So in the summer, Dad was. they were working on stands or something. And he went up and he went to uh, check. He was checking stands. That's what mm-hmm. it was. And he got up to the top of his tree stand and he went to move the seed or whatever. And as so many hunters know, a lot of times, if you, if you leave those cushions on Scooters. a lot of times, there's something in there. Mm-hmm. And there was a bunch of, I think it was hornets and or yellow jackets, one of the two. And he got stung a bunch of times. Like he couldn't climb down fast enough. You know, he's just getting pelted with it. And he literally just ballooned up his hands. He looked like professor clump, man. Like his (laughs) hands were huge and they had to cut his ring off his wedding ring. He had never since, you know, mom and dad, they're celebrating their 45th wedding anniversary this year. Mm -hmm. And he had never taken it. So that'd be 43 years had never, ever, never once taken his ring off. And, um, and they cut his ring off and, you know, it's, it's a perfect example of, he could have lost his finger if no they doubt. wouldn't mm-hmm. like he, he was, he drove from Kirksville back. It was the fall meeting two years mm-hmm. ago. Okay. So it was August timeframe and he drove home and he met me somewhere. We had to meet cause I needed something uh, that he brought down from the farm. And I looked at his hands. I was like, geez, dad. I was like, don't you think you should go get looked at? Like that, that's not good. He's like, eh, I'm like, seriously, man, you need to go get, I didn't realize at. he was that on the fence about going to the hospital. Oh, he wasn't going to go. He's stubborn as a mule, man. He is the Jeez. mule in a, op, in a whole operation of mules. He's the head mule. So he, he, he finally went in and they, they cut that ring off of him. And if he would have waited a little longer, likely would have lost that finger. Right, yeah. So anyways, fast forward to the next year, he still never wore a ring and 
and we team up with these guys and he has wore like, that's what he wears. Like mm -hmm. his moss yoke groove ring yeah. is the only thing he wears. Like we were in the Alaskan cruise. We had like formal night. Mm -hmm. Dad's wearing a moss yoke groove <laughs> ring. Like that's his, classy. that is his ring, <laughs> and, but that's the beauty of it. Like say you're climbing up and you get hung on. I know a guy that got hung on the, um, back of the day when it was a screwing steps. Oh yeah. yeah. His finger got caught mm -hmm. on that. Right. And he, he started falling down, ripped, ripped a part of his finger oh. off and, and broke the ring. Well, that's the beauty of these things that, right. you know, it, you know, they'll at certain point, was it like 15 pounds of pressure? They start bending or something like that. Yeah. Right. They'll, they'll start to stretch in over your finger at a certain point. And the new Zeus rings, they don't stretch, but they'll actually still break. Um, yeah. I mean, so, as a you know, as in and out of the boats and, and airplanes, I just need it. Now, most active men they need a uh, they need a ring that's probably not going to rip their finger out. A lot of people working out, um, you know, we've had so many people send pictures of their fingers ripped off, and they're mm -hmm. like, "Hey, wish I'd have known about Groove last month, right?" There's like uh, one hundred and fifty thousand a year, aren't there? Right? Yeah. It's yeah. Incredible. I mean, it's actually. I mean, if you're wearing a metal ring and you're doing anything with your hands, please take your dang ring off. Um, so anyway, yeah, the groove rings, they, they, they're very comfortable, as you guys know. I mean, they're, once you wear a silicone ring, it's hard to go back to a metal ring outside of, you know, maybe going on a date with your wife. But, but uh, yeah, they're, they're safe. They're comfortable. But they serve a real purpose. Gee. I got one. So I just ordered some. It's funny. They just came in yesterday. And I thought, I'm going to wait till we jump on with Peter. I got one in Hunter's Orange. I thought it was funny. I got one in Hunter's Orange for for the skunk season coming up. Right? Does that <laughs> count? count towards your, yeah, count your square your inches? It's, it's got to count. <laughs> one square inches on my on my finger. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but here's how they come, man. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And don't you guys do some sort of like try it try it pack or some? Right. Yeah, a lot of guys don't know their finger size. You know, all women know their finger size yeah. often enough, but when, men, you know, we don't even know our shoe size, but so much less our finger size. So we, uh, we'll send you three rings for free. You just try them on for five or 10 days, however long, and then send back the ones that you don't want and keep the one you do. We make it, it's kind of like the Warby Parker glasses, you know, try them before you buy them. Type yeah. thing. We make it pretty easy. We have a lifetime warranty. So our thing is, hey, look, if, you, if you're a group customer, because we, we're after customers, we're not really, you know, we love selling products, but customers are, it, back to our mission, right? Like mm -hmm. we want to impact you and give you an unbelievable experience. So you kind of wonder why. So once you're a customer, I mean, if you lose your ring, you get another ring. If you break it in five years or a year or six months or one month, you get another ring. You don't even have to send it back. You just text us and we'll send you another ring. So we do a lot of warranty claims and everyone, I love it because again, it's, I'm trying to convert that 95 that don't care or 90 mm -hmm. that down to people that do and that are rabid fans. And, and that's, you know, that's building a brand. What if you but, put on a ton of weight and need a, need a bigger ring? Uh, hey, it, you know, honestly, people don't usually say, hey, I've really gained up. weight. They usually say, I've lost a lot of weight. Can I downsize? Come on, Tim. Power of positive I'm thinking. Plan for the future. Hey, you should know better. <laughs> Got to think positive. I did. Uh, so when, when I dropped some weight 10 or 12 years ago, I didn't have my ring resized and I was on a duck hunt and I was putting some decoys away and my gold wedding band literally slipped off my hand and 
luckily fell into the boat, but it was just inches away from yeah. a muddy cornfield stubble, you know, water. Yeah. You couldn't have seen it would have been gone forever, yeah. but I lost one in Alaska actually on the cruise. Ooh. And I, that's why I got these. I, they, it was my favorite one. And I, I don't know what I did. I washed my hands or something. And when I was drying them, it just, uh-huh. I lost it somehow. And I've never had one slip off. And I think it was just like, I was, it was the perfect storm of this, the kind of the climate was a little bit cooler. Sure. And you would have thought I was puffed up so much from all <laughs> the eating <laughs> but that wasn't the case <laughs> so yeah all right well i mean i love it man i appreciate you joining us anything else part parting shots for us oh man i just like i said in in the pre-roll uh i'm my, i'm aiming to shoot a buck as big as yours this year <laughs> uh, you up the uh up the game me too for us all <laughs> <laughs> no you know what bud i'm just trying to catch up to the rest of the family i've said it for a long time before last year i felt like if i didn't catch up soon i was in danger of losing the last name <laughs> the fourth jury the one that couldn't kill anything <laughs> whoops hey but That's somebody's awesome. got to be in the office but 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 in fairness you do spend more time at a desk than anyone else in the family so in this family by far yeah <laughs> so. it just kind of comes up the turf so it's, everybody's got their role mm-hmm. and everybody's good at it right That's stick right. to yeah, what you know yeah know your lane <laughs> that's right stay in it speaking of staying in lanes it's it's time for the wildlife word segment. Oh, Peter, just be prepared. You're about to be blown away. Yep. <laughs> Completely unsponsored, which hey, probably ought no, to tell me something. L- let's say the wildlife word of the day is brought to you by Groove Life today. Hey, check it out. <laughs> and it kind of makes sense. The, the wildlife word is molting. Ah, molting. I actually have heard that one before. But usually I haven't even heard the words that he gives When me. you hear the word, what do you think? Um, Some about feathers mm-hmm. and something you're on the right track I, it's yeah. something about feathers that's all i recall feathers or hair so okay. it's a process of shedding old hair feathers or a shell crawfish will do it uh to make way for new growth so like right now deer are in their summer coats but once we start hitting late september october so they'll start molting that and turn into their their winter coats gotcha now you molting. know peter the more you know the more you grow man i did not know deer molted that's interesting you start seeing them looking like they got. Well, I a, always like knew mangy. they got. A, they got. Yeah, they got the summer yeah. coat and a winter coat. But I guess that's mm-hmm. called molt, molting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Birds. Is, is, that, is that proper molt, molted, molted, molturn, molten? Maltese? <laughs> <laughs> that's a little different. Oh, okay. but but it is a verb. Yeah. So it's past tense and present tense and future tense. It, it's and, what can happen to your finger skin if you wear a metal wedding band. Finger skin. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're outside with, molded, with too right? much uh, with any sunscreen on, you'll molt your skin away. That's right. So, well, I feel better. That's right, Peter. You have any uh, crazy adventures coming up that we can uh, share with the listeners? Yeah, we've got, like I said, we got uh, noodling coming up, followed by powered paragliding, skydiving. We went skydiving. With now golden, you're talking. Gold, <laughs> yeah, Golden Eagle, Army Golden Eagle team, man. It was unbelievable. Wow. Uh, we got wing walking, so we can walk out on the wing. We've got bull Jeez. riding coming up and some deer hunting. We need to talk about that. Let's do it. Let's do all it. All right. Cool. And Thanks, we'll, make, we'll make sure we link up all, um, all uh, the adventure the YouTube channel. channel. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Over in the show notes. So. All right. Well, another good episode. We appreciate Peter joining us. And uh, we should probably shut it down. We should. All right. Thanks all right. for watching, everyone. Peace right, out. Guys. Thanks. We're adding new videos every week. So make sure to click that subscribe button and check out all of our amazing content. 
This episode of DOD TV is brought to you by Onyx Hunt, the nation's number one GPS hunting app. 